Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, and y'all listen to this because, you know, there's a lot of people that look at themselves and say, what gifts do I really have to offer? What can I do that would fulfill my part in the body of Christ? And some, you know, some of us even look and say, well, I don't even know what part I have in the body of Christ. But what you're going to see here is that the things it lists actually cover every aspect and that there's something that you can fall into if you're one of those kind of people. Verse 4, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy, according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching. Now, you know, ministry can cover a whole lot of things. You know, we think of a minister as a preacher a lot of times, but... You know, there's things that Sister Kathleen can do to minister to somebody that has nothing to do with preaching. You see, ministry can include a whole vast array of things that we can do to further the kingdom of God. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. What does that mean? What's exhortation? It's building up other people. Having a kind word to say. Y'all ever been down in the dumps and somebody came and said something to you and just immediately your spirits were lifted? All of a sudden you, you realize maybe it wasn't as bad as you thought. You were reminded of some passage of Scripture or some way that God had moved in your life and all of a sudden you were feeling better about everything. That person probably is one of those exhorters. Those that have a a ministry of of building up other people. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. Now, generosity... You know, you may not have any other gift, but you may have resources that you can give to people. Money, whatever it may be. You may just, you may not really be gifted in any other area, but God may have blessed you to the point that you can give generously to others. See, it it doesn't have anything to do with your abilities. 
It has to do with what God has given you that you can then give back to the kingdom. Let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. This is going to start getting rough here in a minute, y'all. I'm just going to prepare you before we get there. (laughs) For me, it is anyway. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. That already stings a little bit. You start to examine yourself, and and I don't know about you, but I think about the way I deal with people sometimes, and there's not a whole lot of brotherly love there a lot of times. Yeah, with those that are really close to me, I'm kind to them, and I try to do for them whatever I can, but what about the one... It's never nice to you. What about the one that actually tries to do you wrong? We'll get to that in a minute. Not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit. Now, y'all, the, the, my Bible has chapters kind of broken up into sections and it has a little heading. This says 20 commands regulating Christian brotherhood. This is how we should behave as brothers and sisters in Christ toward one another. Not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing... Instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of the saints given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Here we go. Bless them which persecute you. Now what does it mean to bless somebody? Answer to that, John. We talked about what it meant to bless somebody. What does it mean to bless somebody? Does it mean just to say nice things to them? Y'all ever thought about that? What what does it mean to be blessed? You know, all of us are blessed. God has blessed us. We say that a lot. Boy, God sure has blessed us. What does it mean? Anybody? You know, it's easy to read these words, but you think you understand until you have to put it into words, don't you? Anybody have an input? Sir? That's definitely a blessing, ain't it? To get money you didn't know you were going to have, that's a blessing. All of those things kind of come together to make up that word blessed, right? 
Receive good things. You know, I try to bless my children. I try to give my children good things. God, in the same manner, because that that parent and child model is something that mimics His relationship with us, He tries to give us good things. The Word says that every good and perfect thing comes down from the Father of lights, right? So the things He gives us, it says we, we don't get evil from Him. He gives us good. So now let's look at that, verse 14. It says, Bless them which persecute you. Give them good things. Do good to them. There's another way you can say that. Bless and curse not. Y'all ever dealt with somebody where you wished something would happen to them? Or you wished somehow revenge would be exacted? You know, we're all above that. We're, no, I'm not going to take vengeance. The Bible says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm going to give them to God. I'm going to let God handle this. Justice will be done. Right? That's what you're thinking. I know, I thought it too. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind, one toward another. Mind not high things. Hey, y'all listen. This is one of those things that's real easy to get caught up in if the circumstances are right. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. You know, I didn't really realize that was in the Bible. I always had that same attitude. Y'all know these people that have more money than everybody else and they dress the part all the time. Everywhere they go, they're, well, they're just dressed to the nines and they drive big fancy cars and they, they want to be on the, the board of every organization and they want to run everything they can. You know, if you get a chance and you make the right friends, it's really easy to get in with people like that and to think, this is pretty nice. I've got a friend that's got some sway now. You know, there's some families around Crockett that have a whole lot of money and have a whole lot of influence, not only with people, but in political arenas, in churches. They have a whole lot of influence. And if you were to get one of those people to be your friend, well, man, you're, you're in like Flynn, the old saying is. But this says, mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Jesus was meek and lowly. And do you think if Jesus wanted to, He couldn't have built Himself up? Made a name for himself, so to speak. 
You think if he didn't want to, you think he didn't have the ability to do something greater than being a carpenter? You think he wasn't intelligent and couldn't have ascended the social ladder? Oh, he could have. See, he is the Word. Be not wise in your own conceits. And here we go. This is what I told you we was going to get to. Recompense to no man, evil for evil. But that's not enough. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. We want to stop right there a lot of times. But y'all look at this next verse. This one's kind of hard to swallow. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. Now, we're talking about the people that choose to do you wrong, that don't like you in one little bit. I ain't talking about the people that just aren't running in your same social circles. I'm talking about the people that if they had a choice, would shoot you dead. The people that if they had a choice, would do everything they could to get you fired from your job. I'm talking about those kind of people, your enemies. Some of y'all may not have many enemies. I, I really don't have many. I try not to, you know. That's what the Word says, to live peaceably if it's at all possible. If, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Now, that doesn't say to do this so that you can heap coals of fire on his head. It's saying that will be the result, but you should do it in a loving manner. The intention is not to harm your enemy by doing him good. The intention is to do good unto him. Maybe his heart will be changed because of the conviction that comes on him. That's right. I want God to take vengeance. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the thing that we need to remember is that those people that are our enemies that we wish harm to in a lot of ways, we need to be reminded of the Word that says that we were the enemies of God. Yet, what did He do? He had mercy on us. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And that's the end. As I was reading that, this afternoon, it just struck me that, you know, in Romans it's full of this kind of stuff. It just struck me that this entire chapter is about how we should treat others. 
And it, the thing that really stuck out was the, the enemy part, you know. See, I don't, I don't know how y'all, if you have enemies, I don't know if you have somebody that just really just takes every opportunity to wrong you. I don't know. But you do. And you know what kind of people you deal with. But you know, the thing that we really need to look at in this chapter, and I'm going to cut it short tonight, I'm going to close. I want you to see that not only the enemy thing, but I want you to understand that our responsibility, This is a this, these are commands, okay? We should be looking at how we deal with other people to a, a great deal. I mean, th- this wasn't something... He's, he spent a whole chapter here talking about this little part of it. He starts off talking about how we are making up the body of Christ. And then he immediately goes into how we deal with other people. Now, those two are tied together for a very good reason. Because the way people uh, look at our church is based on how we individually have dealt with people. You know that there's probably people that won't come here because of people that do go here. And you know, there may be people that won't come here because of people that used to go here. They ain't been here for years. Or maybe they did come one time and they just didn't like the way somebody looked at them. And I ain't trying to pick on this church. That is universal. Every church you go to is like that. There is somebody that has done them wrong. And they ain't going to forgive it. But I guarantee you, it's like that because that person, the Christian person, wasn't living up to what this Scripture said. They weren't showing that brotherly love. They weren't overlooking the wrong somebody did to them and not looking for revenge. Ties right in with our message from this morning. That's our human nature. Isn't it funny how most of the things that the Bible tells us that we ought to do go against our human nature? It's just That's not the way we want to live, is it? That's not the way uh, our, our flesh would have us to go. It's not the easy route. We want the benefits, that's right. We want to be called a Christian. We want people to think of us as church-going, good people. But if we were to... Look, I can take just about any chapter in this Bible and compare myself to it and I will find shortcomings. I'm not trying to beat up on y'all tonight. Man, this stuff is for me. Y'all probably think in the past couple weeks or whatever, I wish He'd preached to us some. (laughs) I'm preaching to myself. I come up short, man. And every time I look at this Word and see another way Something else I've missed, I just say, man, I just want to hang my head and say, God help me, man, I've got a long ways to go.